0: Well, this is what I would say. I think that I I was given – this is my belief system, I believe, back then. Gave me wings to fly, then took away my sky. There were certain things that I believed I could do anything in the way I, I viewed religion and God and all these sort of things. But by the same token, it limited me. There certain things I couldn't do, I couldn't be, not because they were hurtful or wrong to anybody, but because of said religious view. Even in certain senses, not even because of my religious view, it was because of what religious people, certain religious people would think. Greetings, Starseeds, and welcome to A Cosmic Journey. The podcast about science and spirituality, where we discuss everything in the universe from the physical to the metaphysical. I'm Demi Wilde. And I'm Jay Maceo. Now, this week, we've got cosmic news stories like how a mummy was discovered in a burial site with an unusual piece of jewelry. Hmm. Bling, bling. bling.
1: Or what great lengths will some people go in order to get the COVID vaccine?
0: On our YouTube channel, we have Demi's Astrology Corner for the week of February twenty second to through twenty eighth,
1: and Jay tells us why the thing that we are manifesting isn't here yet. I do. It's Cosmic Insights this week, so be sure to subscribe.
0: Do that. Uh, plus, we take a deep dive into the black hole. Splash to clone myself and interview myself. <laughs> That's going to be kind of cool. <laughs> That's going to be interesting. Yeah. Yes. Well, how was your week this week? This week has been good. It's been
1: um pretty busy. I've been working all week. We just bid on new new routes, so we've been I'm in LAX all for the next like 2 months or so. LAX. Um and I've just been kind of doing stuff at home and and getting my my pla- I'm nesting right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. getting making it your own. You already made it your own, but you're making it more your own. I bought a bike. Oh, are you serious? I bought a bike for my what? friend. Um, I had to
1: buy an air pump for it too because the tires are flat. Mm-hmm. But I did buy a bike. My next goal is to finally like fill up the tires and then actually like drive around on it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> on in Hollywood Boulevard was where I was going with that. You got a car, a bike. Or like I'm just mobile as fuck. Right? Seriously. <laughs>
2: You mobile as a man. Right? So how has
0: this week been for you? Uh, it's been it's been good. Uh, you, you remember now the uh, the, the video that uh, for my song still, right. which you were the star of. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I feel like I was a co-star. You were the star. You like made that. But at any rate, um, so the person who filmed that, mm-hmm. uh, shout out to Nick Dean. Uh, Nick of Time Studios or um, Nick of Time Studios. Yeah. Nick of Time Photography and, and uh, Video, whatever. I'm butchering this. But anyhow, uh, I helped him with another video shoot for uh, for someone else. So that was good. We did that. We went out to the beach. We went out on an overpass. We we went a couple of places where we could have gotten stopped by security. But we got some great footage and it was um it was awesome. It's, I think there's something cool about getting out of the areas that I always see and seeing something different. There's just something that that does well with the mind uh, when that happens. I
1: haven't been to the beach in so long. I want to go. Yeah. I need to go to the beach. Splash. The beach is like my my heaven. It's my place on Earth. I love. Oh, well. Yeah. Summertime's coming around. Yes,
0: summertime. It hasn't been a really cold winter here. It's it's cold other places, it but it
1: feels cold. It's it feels like it's been like thirty degrees here. I know it's California is <laughs> we're not as bad as like oh Texas right now. Right. For instance. Yeah. Yeah. Like did you see pictures of that?
0: I saw a couple and it's just it's it's It it's, looks crazy. Yeah, it's crazy and plus they're out of electricity too, so Speaking of that,
1: mm-hmm. we just had a blackout at my place earlier today. Ooh. For like maybe five minutes, but yeah.
0: I hate when that happens because then you have to redo the, t- the clocks. Yeah, totally. Oh, the clocks, baby. Yeah. Mm.
1: But yeah, that, that Texas stuff was like totally crazy. Like I saw like ceiling fans that were like covered in icicles and people were shopping for like meats with like flashlights.
3: Oh, jeez. It was,
1: it looked crazy. Yeah. And then Ted Cruz decided to go to Cancun. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Now this part I didn't know about. I saw a meme with Ted Cruz, mm-hmm. but now I okay, this makes sense now. Yeah, he fled. He's he got a blackout, and so he is like, you know what, guys, let's go. Wow.
1: I guess they released his text messages too, and said like, you know, oh. who's who's willing to come? Who's who wants to go? Oh. And then he got so much flack for that. No bet. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta you gotta tough it up man. You're you gotta be in charge of your constituents. Yeah. Constituents. Yes anywho um shall we get into some news
0: let's get into some news so uh, first up, The Pentagon. I love when people admit things, but the Pentagon. We've been talking recently about uh, aliens and everything alien, and about how all these government uh, entities are going to have to expose or you know put out in the public Mm -hmm. uh, what they have on uh, on UAPs, which is different from WAPs. uh, (laughs) Is it? Yes, it's unidentified aerial phenomena. Oh, it might be (laughs) or UFOs or UAPs. So the Pentagon admits testing wreckage from UAP. So I I love this. Now, the U, US Pentagon it has admitted uh to collecting debris from wreckages, including those uh from UAPs or UFOs. Hmm. Uh Anthony Bragaya, a researcher wrote a letter under the Freedom of Information Act to the Defense Intelligence, a- Intelligence Agency three years ago, requesting details of UFO material and tests that have been carried out by the government. So in the response, the DIA released a 154 page, uh, result of uh, including information of a memory, mental, uh, <laughs> including uh, information about a memory metal called, uh, knit found. No Nitinol, sorry, that was not supposed to be there. <laughs> A memory metal called Nitinol, uh found at the crash of the uh, Roswell uh, site back in 1947, which is uh, which this thing remembers the original shape when it's folded, right? Which I'm I want to I want to see it's this. It's metal that like
1: bends and then it can like. Retract. It's kind of like that, um, the, the assertive mattress mm-hmm. or whatever. <laughs> oh, wow. See, yeah, that's, I want The microphone mattress.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the retrieved debris uh, exhibits, uh, other extraordinary capabilities as well. Uh, some of these futuristic metals have the potential to make things invisible, uh, compress electromagnetic energy and even slow down the speed, slow down the speed of light. Uh, so I, this is very interesting stuff. I mean, they didn't hold back, uh, well, they did hold back certain details, including whether or not the materials could be alien of origin, uh, chemical or elemental compounds of such materials or, uh, uh or any names of the scientists involved. So I guess what they're saying here is they're admitting that they have these unidentified, you know, I'm doing mm-hmm. the quote hands, uh, things, but they're not saying whether it's alien or whether it's from another country. Or what it's from back in 1947 uh, <laughs> redacted yeah uh
1: it's very interesting that like you know this little tidbit of information came up because like it, it would make a lot of sense why a lot of people haven't seen ufos because mm-hmm. they are perhaps made out of these metals that bend light Ooh. and i think this has been passed around before mm-hmm. but like these these ufos are like they bend light, so they're, they're kind of like a mirage. They blend into, like, the sky or whatever. They can go underwater and stuff, too. Mm. So it would make a lot of sense that, like, this material that they found is that. Yeah. Is what they, they're made out of.
2: Yeah. and
0: My thing about something being invisible, I what you just said about bending light makes more sense because... I think of something being invisible, well you have to be able to see through it if it's invisible. Right. But like you have to be able to see what's on the other side. But I guess if it bends light, it can that, that makes a little bit more more sense than just being yeah. see through or transparent. Yeah, like refracts it in such a way that it creates Invisibility. Yeah. You know what I love? I love on TV shows, you know, you I, I love finding plot holes or whatever, or any type of holes on... on, on Bridgerton? Yes. On, <laughs> on, on, on the shows like this, but when they have someone who's invisible, they take something and they're invisible, why are their clothes always invisible, too? Like, they're invisible and their clothes are, you know?
1: Well... In Harry Potter, mm-hmm. I'm going to go there. Okay. He has an invisibility, invisibility cloak. Mm-hmm. And that goes over his clothes. Oh, okay. So that makes sense. Yeah. But, like, the invisible man, he has to get naked.
0: Yeah, yeah, Butt naked.
1: And he has to get butt naked.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that I guess, But there, there's some certain show, too. I'm going to go here and then I'm going to get off of it. But there... I've seen shows where someone turns into an animal or whatever... Uh, and they turn into the animal and the animal's naked, but when they turn back to themselves, they have the clothing on. I'm like, that's just lazy. Oh,
1: yeah. Bill, not Bill. Um, What's his name from True Blood? The the, I think I've talked about this before. On this, I still can't remember his name, but he's like the, the, the bar owner. Oh,
0: okay. You have talked about him. Anyways.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Um, cool. So uh, there has been some new findings at Stonehenge. I have been to Stonehenge and it what? is magnificent. Um, so an excavation near Stonehenge in the UK has revealed a Neolithic burial ground and a bronze C-shaped enclosure, as well as some ancient pots and tools. Uh, a small object made of shale was found in the burial pit of a young girl and has intrigued archaeologists as they have never seen one before. They can only speculate it may have been a ceremonial cup purposefully damaged before it was laid in the grave, or it may be a cap off the end of a staff or a club. Ooh. Um, so it's just a mystery object. Um, nearby pits from the same period were found to contain other traces of human activity, uh, including fragments of pottery, worked flint for tools, and animal bones. Uh, These investigations were only the preliminary investigations into the area, as 150 more archaeologists plan to spend 18 months, starting at the beginning of 2023, investigating the area further. Uh, Human activity at Stonehenge dates back to at least 7,000 years, but it's still shrouded in a lot of mystery. These digs are sure to uncover some secrets. Oh, I thought that was only 6,000 years old. (laughs) It could be. Really? Um, But no, like yeah, so, like, when I was at Stonehenge, they, they like, have a whole, like, museum and stuff there. Mm-hmm. And it kind of explains what they know about the area, but they really don't know anything. Yeah. And the fact that they actually just, like, found this in just in a little section is, like, there's so much more to uncover there. Wow. Yeah. And you've been there. That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. That is cool. Did say- I ever tell you the story about how, what happened, though? <laughs> So you might I want to hear this. My mom rented a car Mm -hmm. and when we were in London, Mm -hmm. and you know they drive on the opposite side of the road. Right. And so when we this is the first time we actually use the car Mm -hmm. to go to Stonehenge. And so we ended up going on their freeway. And their freeways are like giant roundabouts. So like you literally have to like and they drive crazy over there too oh, wow. like worse than any driver over here they're aggressive Wow! and they so we had to like go on to these roundabouts and go off of this exit over here but like we kept missing it and we kept going around and around and around like three or four times wow and they're big and before we could even just like gun it over there and it's like go straight Oh my god, and that, that would make it hard to do a go around on the opposite side of the road. It's very difficult. Yeah, and it's all like you've been around a, a roundabout. It's like that, but crazy. Wow, it's a crazy roundabout. And then people are like aggressive and like they're honking at you and like we were scared as fuck. They should not do that. We're a twelve, but it was a magnificent trip though. It nice. Was very nice.
0: So. Uh, something else happened. Of course things happen. That's why we report them <laughs> on the news here. But I, so a planet, uh, or a planetoid yeah. named, uh, Farrah Fout, not to be confused with Farrah Fawcett. Far, far out? Far, far out. It's far, far out. Yeah. It's, that's, <laughs> that's how far out it is. Far, far out? Yeah. I like to call it far, far out. Far, far out. But it's far, far out. It's not just a little bit far out. It's, it's Mofar. Um... My name is Mofar, but this uh, planet, our uh, planetoid has been <laughs> discovered. I know, I'm just, I'm making up names. But this planetoid has been discovered in the farthest reaches of our solar system. Far, far out was first detected in 2018, but you're just hearing about it now on our show. Hmm. Um, at an estimated distance of 140 astronomical units uh, from the sun, farther away than any object that's ever been discovered. Now, one AU is uh, the average distance of uh, the Earth's sun. Uh, So from the Earth to the sun, that's one uh, AU, about 93 million miles or 150 million kilometers. Astronomers studied the uh, planetoid's light. Uh, refraction and discovered that the world is about uh, roughly 250 miles or 400 kilometers wide, but the size estimate assumes the world is made uh, mainly of ice, but that could change once more is known. Now, in, a dis- in addition to a learning of its-, its existence, the data has given astronomers enough data Uh, to compute its uh, orbit with our solar system once uh, it orbits uh, one millennium. So, as a result, the planetoid just received the official designation uh, in the Minor Planet Center of Cambridge, uh, Massachusetts, which identifies And it designates it as, uh, and computes objects. (laughs) As a result, the planetoid just received an official designation from the Minor Planet Center in Cambridge, Massachusetts, which identifies, designates, and computes orbits for small objects in our solar system. Hmm. So, it's, uh, it's designated now. How big is 250 miles? Um, from here to... (sighs) It's closer than San Francisco from LA. It is, yeah. So I would say probably like here to
1: Fresno. Right? So that's how wide it is. Wow. Well, right. Okay. Huh. It's a little planet. It's a little tiny planet. It's a little planet. It's just a little guy. Um, it's interesting. It only orbits around once in a millennium, though, every 2,000 years. Wow. Wait, one millennium? Yeah.
0: Oh, 1,000. Is it, is yeah, it yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was two. No, mill is uh, it's just a millennium because we had a new millennium when it's the year two thousand. But yeah, oh, okay. mill is that's fine. It's weird okay. because in other languages, mill means a thousand, but here in here, but in English, it means like a million. Mill is million. It's so weird.
1: <laughs> mill is million. Yeah. Um, so here's some good news for prostitutes. <laughs> oh, good news for hoes. We don't call them prostitutes, though. My mistake. We call them sex.
0: Uh, what do we call them? What, sex workers? Sex workers? Yeah, okay. well, t- thank you. Prostitute. That's part of sex work. I mean, there's... It is. They yeah. can be esc- escorts. But I think
1: terms change. Anyway. Okay. Um So, a Brooklyn district attorney, Eric Gonzalez, announced Friday at his office... Let me try that one more time. <laughs> Brooklyn district attorney, Eric Gonzalez, announced Friday that his office had moved to vacate 262 warrants stemming from prostitution charges, which his office has... Uh, No longer prosecutes. So the arrest warrants, which stretched back to 2012, were issued after defendants failed to show up in court on charges of prostitution and loitering for the purposes of prostitution. Mm. Um, The D.A. stated that it doesn't make sense to have outstanding warrants for things that they do not prosecute any longer. Plus, they have powerful consequences for the individual and for public safety. They instead refer individuals to services in order to help. Uh, people engaged in the sex trade are less likely to report abuse or other crimes if they have an outstanding warrant that subjects them to immediate arrest, the persecutor said. Mm. Um, these warrants can also show up in a background check on an apartment, rental, job, uh, or job, making it harder for uh, former sex workers to uh, transition to less dangerous work. Um, Gonzalez said that there are 850 additional warrants that were issued between 1970s and 2011 arising from prostitution charges, which will be vacated in the near future.
0: Wow. yeah, so they don't uh prosecute so prostitution is not a crime in uh no? not any longer yeah Wow. yeah they're it's it's a small step
1: mm-hmm. um and for for sex workers, obviously, like it's the world's oldest profession mm-hmm. um you know, and it's it's sad that like people are are kind of thrown into like the gutters and like thrown into like the dark places of the world. And like, they can't actually like a lot of, a lot of people who engage in sex work, they they can't find the way out of it because it's just like, they're in the, they're in the darkness. They can't bring themselves out. Yeah. And, but this is like a small step that kind of like allows that to happen for them to kind of like, you know, reevaluate or whether you have a warrant or not, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I
0: mean, listen I, you know, it's funny. Uh, you know, part of my past. I mean, I'll just say I wasn't always a musician with a with a uh, co hosting a podcast. You know? <laughs> I had some times in my life. Where I did work hard for the money. Work hard for the money. So I get it. Uh, so would you work hard for money? What would you do for a Klondike Bar? Mm, suck a dick. <laughs> <laughs> what, would, what would you do for that vaccination?
1: Mm, suck a dick.
0: Okay, so then, <laughs> what would you do just for fun? Suck a dick. <laughs> okay, so we, we don't even need to have anything, but uh, so for the vaccination, uh, there's some women who took it to another step. So, two women. Who dressed up to make themselves appear as older adults for the coronavirus uh, vaccinations were turned away and issued trespassing uh, warrants, uh, uh warnings rather in Orlando, Florida this week. And looking for this, by the way, when I was looking for a story, I just typed in Florida. Of course, you did. <laughs> <Because it's easy. laughs> yes, but these women, so they were they were uh, younger women. They dressed themselves as older women, like they dressed themselves as the Golden Girls, pretty much. Yeah, and dressed in I love this in bonnets. Gloves and glasses to make themselves appear older. And, uh, Pause for a second. Yeah, bonnets.
1: <laughs> what even an old person today does not wear a bonnet?
0: They probably had Werther's originals in their person. in their pockets. <laughs> Butter, butterscotch cookies, uh, uh, candies. <laughs> oh, I love that. By the way, and uh, old. Uh... <laughs> Oh, like but little, I'm 85 years old. So yeah, like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, peppermints that are so old that it's like a little piece of the other peppermint Did candies you know, are on the wrapper. Those
1: like ribbon candies from my grandma's house, like the kind that came like the tin. Oh yeah, all
0: stuck together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta love that. So good. They're dressed up in bonnets, and they apparently altered their birth years on their vaccination registrations to bypass the state system, uh, which prioritizes people's years 65 and older. So. It, apparent, uh, it appeared that the women had gotten uh, the first shot, but it was unclear where. The women were turned away and issued uh, uh, for trespassing infractions by police as they left the vaccination site, which means they can't return to the convention center for any reason, including vaccination uh, for uh, COVID-19, uh, COVID-19 test uh, or any convention or show. If they do return, they could face arrest. So,
1: it's unclear where they got the shot. Mm-hmm. I know where they got the shot. Oh, where? In their
0: butt. <laughs> in ass. Wow.
1: So, archaeologists con- conducting excavations in the temple of Taposiris Magna in western Alexandria, Egypt, have unearthed a 2,000-year-old mummy with an unusual piece of jewelry. The mummy was buried with what appears to be a gold tongue. Research, researchers from a dual Egyptian-Dominican mission discovered that the golden-tongued mummy was surveying 16, uh, while surveying 16 poorly preserved burials encased in rock-cut crypts. I say that 10 times fast. All
0: right?
1: Uh, crafted out of gold foil, the tongue-shaped amulet was likely placed in the deceased's mouth in order to, uh, to ensure that they be able to speak to Osiris, god of the underworld, according to scholars. Uh... The reason why this mummy was buried with this gold tongue medallion could be due to them having a speech impediment in life, but it is uncertain. Uh, A number of temples dedicated to Osiris and Isis, a healing goddess who is also his wife and sister... Different Isis. Different Isis. (laughs) ...stood within Taposiris Magna's walls at the time as well. So the temple where scholars uncovered the golden-tongued mummy was among the the religious sites honoring the god of the underworld. So... Potentially this mummy in his life, this this person, uh, in his life, he potentially may have had some sort of speech impediment. And so when he passed away, mm-hmm. uh, he was... In, you know, the vicinity of the temple. Mm-hmm. And so if he were to come across the god Osiris mm-hmm. in the afterlife, then he would be able to speak with this medallion.
0: He didn't want to stutter. He wanted to be like, uh, but, but, you know, and he was like, oh, Cyrus, but, oh I, this is bullshit. I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm out of here. I don't know if I told you. Uh, have I talked about this? I was born. I had a speech impediment. I couldn't say my S's or Z's until I was like six and I went to speech therapy to be able to say S's and Z's. So I had a bit of a lisp when I was a kid too. Oh yeah. I think, you know, I, when I couldn't say my S's, I was like, Th-, and that, that might've been my lisp. I might've had a lisp maybe. and that's yeah. why my, my dad was like, we're not having any of this. So. I
1: for sure had OCD too though. Yeah. Like I, I had this weird and potentially Tourette's cause I, I had this weird tick where like I would have to touch my ear to my elbow. I still do stuff like oh, that. Like, you? Mm. My theory was I had to do this. Otherwise, the vampires will, will bite
0: me. <laughs> I did not know that part. Yeah.
1: And then um I would have to eat like M&Ms and even numbers. If it was an odd number, I'd have to get rid of it or like save it for another one.
0: This makes so much more sense knowing you know. Yeah, I'm weird. Um,
1: anywho, uh, I think that's it for news. So um, thank you again for joining us and stay tuned for our interview.
2: Stay tuned! stuff. Baby, go fry me some grits. Anyhow, uh, I, I, I love
1: you boys, but I don't know how you going to interview yourself. Hi, <laughs> how are you? <laughs> I'm excellent. How are you? Great. I'm great. Um, well, welcome again. Uh, this is the first time I've ever interviewed you. This is. It's the first time for everything. It's the first time for everything. <laughs> um, well, anyway, so like, i know a lot of these questions are going to get like a little bit personal and a little bit kind of like deep and stuff but i think that's how people are going to like, like we like it deep right
3: <laughs> but
1: uh, yeah but um, i think that it's just going to be like a way for people to, like get to know you and to like you know really understand like who who you who i am who anybody is on like a deeper level i like that cool i'm, I'm ready you ready Okay. I'm ready. So each of my questions kind of have like, a uh, there's like a, there's like an easy question. There's like a middle question and then there's like a hard question. So there's a, there's like a, a levels tier system to these. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but then there's also like segments of like each, there's three questions in each section. Uh, we don't have to go super fast. If you want to just talk, if you want to stay on one topic, we could totally stay on one topic. Um, if you're ever uncomfortable with a question, just let me know. They're not that difficult. They're just, there's personal questions
0: you know what dimitri i was taught that growth only happens outside of one's comfort zone so Great. throw them at me <laughs> all right you ready
1: i'm ready uh the first section is early life so uh where did you grow up and uh what was your childhood like
0: i grew up in houston texas uh that was that was interesting. I mean, there are certain parts of that upbringing that I think helped me get along in life. It's it's funny. I always say that uh, my parents and I are 30 years apart and there was a, a huge 30 years. So we were the f- first generation uh, of kids to actually go to integrated schools. My parents were wow. part of segregation. So the their childhood and mine were uh, so different that it was uh, it was early on growing up where I did, that was something that was talked about. It was something that's apparent, uh, something that was huge. I, l- I kind of like where things are going right now because there. and we'll get into this later, I realized that that wasn't the only part of my identity. And I realized that it wasn't the only prejudice I would face. I realized it wasn't the, the most deep seated prejudice I would face by far has not been uh, has not been on But in my early life, that was a huge, huge thing. My childhood was uh, <laughs> I don't tell many people this, but I had I had a big fantasy life when I was a kid, like huge, huge fantasy life. Me too. And I thought that I was from an alien from this uh, planet. Of a a werewolves called Megator, and you know, (laughs) I had this whole dream. Was that real? (laughs) I I I, I promise you, that's what I that's what I thought. I don't know, Megator might be real. I don't know if it's a planet full of werewolves, but the idea is that that made more sense in my little childhood brain than than my present reality for a lot of different reasons. And you know, my, my childhood was. Physically, we were given, I think my sister and I were probably given in everything a kid could want or a kid could need. We were definitely given everything a kid could need. Uh, but there, there were some things that, you know, that I would have changed. I'll tell you this, no matter how bad it gets, I would not want to go back to childhood. Never.
1: No. <laughs> my childhood was really lonely. Like, I was an only child. And I was like kind of the oldest kid on the block. So I really didn't have much of a a group of people that I can like, I hung out with people like pretty often, but they were all the people that I hung out with, all the kids I hung out with are younger than me.
0: It's, it, it's funny you said that because in my childhood, there was a lot of that. I didn't have friends or people that I hung out with that were my own age. They yeah. were either six years older or six years younger when I was a kid. And that was, That was really strange. I think that caused me not to be close. I knew a lot of people, but not to be close to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, Did you have siblings? I do. I have one sister. She's about two years older.
3: Mm -hmm. Where's she
0: at? Texas, where most of my family is. Most of my family is uh, there in Houston, Texas. I'm here in uh, beautiful West Los Angeles.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm in Santa Monica.
0: Uh, close to, you know, it's funny, most uh, people around here will call it Santa Monica. Officially, I'm about a mile away from Santa Monica, but if we called it that, the... Uh, the uh, just say you're from Santa Monica. <laughs> eh, it, you know what's weird? It's, it's That's a big mile, though. Living in Santa Monica as opposed to West LA, it's a whole different culture, which yeah. not better, worse. It's just a... Uh, that, that's one thing about L.A. The, a lot of the neighborhoods that are right next to each other. Do so you live in North Hollywood? Oh, no. I live in Valley Village. North like Hollywood might over. as well be
1: Egypt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, no, the Valley. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying. Valley, uh, Valley too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, North Hollywood versus Valley Village, it's pretty much overlaps. Uh, Valley people are going to kill me for even saying that. <laughs> yeah. So Family's still in Texas. Your
1: mom and dad's still too. Pardon? mom and dad's still there too
0: they are they are they're in houston they're they they got they met it's it's just a whole different generation i mean they met at 19 and 20 uh they got married at 19 and 20 uh they've been that was 1968 so they're coming up on like 53 52 years so yeah easy no yeah. one's married that long <laughs> i know i know it, it's kind of funny that I mean, we don't you know talk that much anymore but one thing i realized is it was kind of weird when i grew up my parents were like the parentals they 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 were just the parents and it was their function and when we moved out of the house uh i started to uh see them almost as a couple in love which is a uh, kind of a uh, cute and quaint so
1: yeah there you go what did you want to be when you grew up
0: An actor. I wanted to, uh, acting was uh, what I wanted to do. I just, I saw people on TV. I was in drama. I was in theater and doing all those plays and shows. I wanted to be live and center in the front. And uh, that was my goal and my dream. I wanted to do that and do comedy. Uh, And I I tried a little bit of that, uh, but it wasn't, I realized that it wasn't where my heart was yeah, I did theater a lot
1: too when I was a kid. I, I did was in theater, probably eighth grade freshman year. I did improv sophomore year. Um, and then I did I tried out for my first play, my junior year, and that was a whole. Play. That was a whole <laughs> ordeal. I, I, I was a terrible student. <laughs> so my grades were like really, really bad. So the first time I got uh, auditioned for the play, I got the call back, and I was so excited, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is so, um, this is what I'm gonna do." And then she calls me back, and she says, "Honey, I can't let you in because your grades are bad." Oh, wow. and I was like, just my life shattered in front of me. I just oh. was like, so sad. I never did it again. <laughs>
0: oh my god, do
1: you remember what played it was? It was the musical comedy "Murders of 1940." Wow. I was auditioning for, I believe, kind of like a prim, proper, probably gay guy, <laughs> but he was, um, he wasn't the killer, but he was kind of like villain-esque. Um, yeah, that was a, that was an interesting time, but yeah, I'm gonna... I, I, I developed, I scratched that itch later on doing Jinx. <laughs> Jinx. I, I, uh, I scratched that itch a little later on doing drag and all that too but nice um anyways we'll go on to the next subject um, so the next next section is spirituality Ooh. Um, so you were born may twenty fifth so that would make you a Gemini
0: that would make me a Gemini
1: do you consider yourself like a a typical Gemini
0: do you do you, uh, do you relate to that at all in some ways I take everything with a grain of salt i mm-hmm. it's funny some of my upbringing taught me to shy away, from, and we'll get into this, I guess, later. From uh, from astrology, mm-hmm. now I see so many, you know, benefits in it, and I see certain things. But sh- so I, I'm definitely a Gemini in certain ways. I have a, a, a one of my friends tells me every time we speak, to "You God, you're such a Gemini, you're typical of Gemini." I am that de- the duality I relate to mm-hmm. uh, a lot. I relate to, but I find myself. I like Chinese astrology also, so I like to blend a lot of that. Uh, I think I'm a, a typical horse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dragon. Oh, you? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're the dragon. Um, <laughs> but I, I, the duality I, I relate to, there's certain things I hear about Geminis. I'm like, I'm not like that. But I, I think with any trait from astrology or anything else, it's a double-sided coin. So you could, I think you could be the good or the bad. How
1: did you grow up? Like, what was your religious upbringing?
0: So we grew up, uh, I keep saying we. um, Was it in your pocket? It was me. It was me and my sister. Uh, So I grew up uh, going to church every Sunday. Uh, My mother was really, really religious. Mm -hmm. My dad went to church most Sundays with us, but you could kind of tell that it was you know mainly my mother's thing more so uh, grew up in church sunday school it was part of the culture i mean uh, i know a lot of folks and I, I hate to be the guy who speaks for everybody but mm-hmm. you know if you were if you grew up uh, black in the 80s in texas you were going to church uh, for the <laughs> most part i know yeah. somebody's probably listening to this like nah we didn't go uh, but <laughs> at any rate that that was part of the the culture and that's what we did. It was a huge part of my uh upbringing, and I got a lot of i mean the the music I loved the music first I went to sleep in church when I was a kid uh but the music and the the joy and expression that's there in certain ways I loved and I really clicked with and I really related to in, in a lot of senses a lot of ways
1: what was the like what was the church was it like Baptist Pentecostal?
0: So this is it's it's funny because when I grew up, I grew up in one of those huge mega churches. So it was a a, a Baptist church, but it was a huge, huge church, and it wasn't one of the uh, you see with a lot of the you know uh, what they call hooping, the sing preaching. There there wasn't a lot of that. I mean, my the preacher was more of a lecturer. Uh, so it was it was a huge, huge church. The music was kind of like that, you know, you know, tapping music. But uh, when moved to California, I went to a a, another type of church, which was more, you know, on fire and enthusiastic, and you know, a lot of that, you know, uh, what you see when you see a Baptist Baptist church. Yeah, I mean, it was Baptist also, uh, but yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely lively, a lot of shouting. (laughs) You you might or might not see somebody running down the aisles, which is uh, uh I'm not gonna lie, I mean, during a lot of my life that was a huge, huge source of of comfort for me. I didn't always connect with a lot of people. So uh early on my spiritual beliefs, connecting to something greater than myself, which mm-hmm. I call God, I think that was huge for me and, and, and balanced me in a lot of ways. But in certain ways, uh, it, it became uh, difficult. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, like for me, I grew up like in the mountains. So like uh, my grandma was a was a, a choir singer in a church up in Three Rivers. And that's kind of where I grew up for the per- first like five, six years of my life. And then back and forth between my grandma's house till I was about 12. Um, so like I, I spent a lot of time up there. And um, we had basically... Uh, I knew from a very young age that like, it it didn't make sense to me. Like I was just kind of like, I I vaguely remember one time, like I was like probably like five or something, like really young. And I heard the preacher start talking about gay people, Mm -hmm. negatively, obviously. And I was just kind of like, looking around like, are you guys hearing this? you guys (laughs) what's going on and i remember being very aware of that like as even as a young child and my grandma's really good friends with with the with the um organ player who was also gay and his partner partner ran the choir so it was like you you could i i just knew that there was a, a a fundamental like disconnect there and it was just kind of like i I don't think this is for me like i don't i don't i see this as as wrong and so i was like very anti-religion for a very long time and uh ended up being organized religion i should say like i i do i do connect with something that that's god that's greater than, than me um what that is i have no idea um I have my own theories, but, (laughs) um, but yeah, my last question in this section
0: is, uh, can I I just say something because you, you reminded me of something, uh, it's funny because the whole thing's not making sense. That's something that started to happen with me. And for you, it happened at five. For me, it happened less than a year ago. And I think the whole thing, it's funny because there can be this thing in uh, religion, organized or not, that is helpful to some people, uh, Mm -hmm. great in guiding them. But there's another part of religion that rather than a human trying to get and become like something greater, they change with their conception of something greater to act just like them. Mm -hmm. And I think that when people have an agenda, and they want to use something to control the masses
3: Mm -hmm.
0: saying that this is from god or from a supreme being and having someone uh, Mm. uh believe that and follow suit stops a lot of the questioning and allows a lot of control that wouldn't otherwise happen i'll say in 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 my mind i mean listen there are some great great things i got from my upbringing but wow i think that a lot of me not progressing uh, was, you know, in life and a lot of me waiting till later in life to do a lot was me being afraid that I would, you know, piss off God, you know, and I think that a lot of that led me not, let me not live my best life. I I even dare to say my most spiritual life, uh, because I was afraid to uh, make God mad or make someone else's conception of who God is mad
1: yeah um have you had any strange or supernatural experiences i mean we talk a lot about you and i talk about a lot about like manifesting so like like what does yeah. manifesting mean to you like what is something that you've manifested recently or or something that's happened to you that you're just like whoa
0: i've had a lot of spiritual type experiences i'd, I'd say uh, I was going to try to go back into childhood, but I guess uh, I like your question because lately. So when you and I first, it's funny because you and I first started talking uh, mm-hmm. about this uh, a few months ago. And I don't know why I mentioned it to you, but you said, whoa. And I had a few experiences with you. With, I remember I knew the person uh, that you got a reading from at one point, And it's someone mm-hmm. who I'd been you know, trying to fr- find a friend who I lost contact with. Uh, but you know someone at, at, at my day job uh, was telling me about the people he was listening to he knew I was in a slump just in general and I started listening to this person talk about manifestation and it first started out with money mm-hmm. and this had me change my view of the way I looked at money but it wasn't a lot of it in what I tell myself a lot of people talk about meditation and some of what people talk about meditation And I'm not losing the point, I'm I'm coming back around to it. But what people talked about meditation, I couldn't connect with. Uh, The part about just closing my eyes and just being silent and setting a timer for five minutes, I never related to that. It never was something that really helped me. Uh, But what did relate, uh, what I did relate to, and what I did help was to the things that I would say, affirmations that I would say how I would speak to myself, things I would speak, and what speaking into the universe really meant. Uh, Part of that was saying it, not just saying something, but saying it with emotion so that my, uh, if this makes sense, my vibration was on the vibration of gratitude. (laughs) And my vibration, when I said these things, was on a vibration of love. And it almost, what ended up happening, to get more specific, I remember I had no money at one point when I first started this. And uh, I started listening to this uh, one guy online and uh, he talked about gratitude and having a little money book and to see yourself. And I started doing all these things that he said. The first day that happened, my boss came in and said, oh, I forgot I gave everybody a bonus. He gave me five hundred dollars. And then I got a deal that I wasn't expecting out of nowhere from absolutely nothing. And the only thing that changed was me and my attitude and how i you know what i put out in the world so i think in in terms of that what i've learned and i have to be reminded of this constantly it's not linear for me it's up down two steps forward two steps back Mm -hmm. is that what i put out into the universe and what i put out into my head is is what i get out of it so i used to i used to um my grandma,
1: whenever like we would be hanging out and stuff, she would just kind of like go, praise you, Jesus, like under her breath. <laughs> mm. And I was just like, why do you do that? But now I fully relate to that because I'm not saying praise you, Jesus. What I'm saying is thank you. Yeah. And it's me verbally saying thank you to... I I will start listing off things, you know, thank you for my health. Thank you for this whole day. Thank you for, you know, my friends, thank you for all this stuff. And since I started doing that daily, everything changed. Wow. Everything changed.
0: You're encouraging me to do that again. And you know, you you know what you remind me of is that some people might listen to that and might say, Oh, that's hokey or that's this or that's that. But it's funny that I start thinking I, I, I had a friend that and I've known a lot of people that you know some people that every time you talk to them they complain about something yeah. or about somebody every single time and you can see them getting physically mad every conversation and what I started to realize is that that's the tapes people play when they're alone just in their head playing those tapes so when they meet with me or with anyone that's what comes out so you and I, that's one thing I love about you is you remind me you remind me of what uh you know what i need to play through and practice in my head we talked the other day and uh, i was a little stubborn (laughs) but i remember you were saying well uh have you done any gratitude lately and i was thinking i don't want to do gratitude but uh
1: (laughs) sometimes you don't you're not in the mood for it but honestly the second you do that's when a, a switch flips on exactly absolutely um you had said something about uh you know you used to send me these videos of of this guy and (laughs) what was his name uh jake doozy jake doozy that's him yeah and during my time that was like my downtime but i thank you for those messages because like i would listen to like half of them be like this is bullshit (laughs) (laughs) but at the same time i already knew them to be true Mm -hmm. and so like i i just needed like a little reminder at the time, and that was something that you did give to me. So I do thank you for that. Oh, and, thank you. Yeah. Um, so next thing we're going to go into is oh, actually, shit, I had another question, but I forgot. Oh right. Oh, that was the question. So uh, for religious, like you were a preacher.
3: Oh <laughs> yes, this, this is
1: something that I did not know about you. Really, I'm you surprised never you didn't told know that. this.
0: I probably told you, you were probably stoned when we talked about this probably. i i was a preacher uh, officially i was still a preacher when we when i met you back in what was it two thousand seven two thousand yeah i was like i was like nineteen you were you you were you were about actually you had just turned nineteen so yeah yeah, 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 yeah. that's crazy we were so young mm-hmm. um but yeah i was i was a preacher from seventeen until thirty two uh Great yeah yeah. so i I moved out to California. I moved so I moved from uh, depression with a huge, huge, huge part of my childhood. I should say, I don't know if I skipped over that. Uh, and I moved from my parents place uh, in with my preacher uncle who lived here, uh, lives here in California. and uh, he you know went to his church and I found a lot of just great inspiration from that, and I found my uncle and still do. Uh, to be just one of the most spiritual guys who I really, really like and connect with and who have a spirituality that is down to earth, which I think, and I think that's really important. And I think uh, when I was a kid in high school, there was a shift where I became super uh, religious and involved in church, and I wanted to be just like him. And I believe a lot of that was what I saw him being, I wanted to be that. And at that age I, I think I just saw you were mimicking, yeah. Yes, I was mimicking rather than seeing myself get it. I, I had nothing else to, to really relate to. So I, I looked at my uncle and he was just like I wanted to be like him. Now I realize, well, I can get that that life out of being the best version of myself. Mm-hmm. But at any rate, you know, I was a preacher and I won't say that, you know, that was a bad time. I learned a lot. Uh I, I really enjoyed it actually. Yeah. Uh but I think one thing that was huge, huge was the the hiding. I mean uh, the sexuality thing, I don't know if we talked about that. I'm uh I'm, I'm gay of course. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> of course maybe someday. You're gay. <laughs> I, am. I am. Only on Tuesdays though. But uh, You're here yeah. first. <laughs> <laughs> James and is I, okay. Right. But I, you know, I think for me, it's funny. I wouldn't say that on a public forum uh, in a, for a long time, because during those years especially, there's a lot that you can be, but that's not one of those things. Uh, and I'm glad that so much of this even was before social media. It, it, I want to address this too. Because of the religious stuff, it never, ever, ever entered into my consciousness that I could have something substantial uh, with the, another guy before the age of 29, 30, never entered my mind that yeah. I could have something substantial even close to marriage. I just, I just, that was never a, a, even well, a Well, it wasn't legal until 10 years ago. <laughs> right, right. So, and I, I, I'm glad, you know, people at your age, I'm a few years older than, <laughs> than you, Dimitri, but, uh, I, you know, people your age and people even younger, the Gen Zs, that have lived most of their life just what what i thought was just never a possibility as normal but i i skirted over my preacher years yeah that was something great but you talk about that duality that gemini duality i was on one hand you know uh you know the preacher guy
3: mm-hmm.
0: and on the other end i was this person in high school then just getting out of high school trying to form my own identity so it was. Uh, being the actor, being a, a social chameleon was one thing in high school. But after high school, uh, managing being a, a preacher on one hand, and then uh, I started to get into a lot of, uh, uh, you know, drinking a lot, you know, uh, testing out the drugs and that sort of thing. So th- that was two different people. So mm-hmm. that duality came into full effect then.
1: Um, But after you were a preacher, you became a comedian. So tell us a little bit about that.
0: Uh, <laughs> I think this is a t- actually, it was during this. It's funny. It was, it was during. during the same time. Yeah. Uh, I think this is when, uh, when we met because you were like, oh, you're a comedian. I want to hear your stuff. And uh, that was so cool. But uh, yeah, I always part of when I was a kid I wanted to be an actor. So mm-hmm. being a preacher, it wasn't a full-time gig mm-hmm. it a gig. It wasn't a full-time thing. I mean, if I were a pastor at my own church, that would be one thing. But uh, so I had uh, just was preaching from time to time. So I had to do other things. So I worked a day job, but I also, you know, entertaining was in my blood in my, at least I thought, you know, so I uh, wanted to be a comedian. And I, someone who I knew, knew someone at a comedy store, and uh they got me a show, and then I started to do other shows. i was let's back up one one bit about that uh when I first first started doing comedy, even before comedy store, I got this one book gig, and I was doing comedy, and I wasn't out in comedy, so I think that's a, a rough,
1: lot of w- that's a rough space to do it too
0: yeah no, and you're you're right because it's it's funny that it becomes And comedy, especially, if I dare to say this, uh, in certain circles, it it was okay to be homophobic and to spread homophobia. Mm -hmm. And I think in a lot of minority communities, I'll speak for, uh, that's a black guy, you know, I'll speak that. But in the black black community, I think, (laughs) yeah, I know, you're learning all these things about me. Jay is uh, (laughs) gay and he's black, right, Uh, from the waist up, anyhow. But, um, (laughs) that's a horrible, horrible joke. I did that during comedy. (laughs) But at any rate, uh, that's the thing, like a lot of, you know, I saw a lot of comedians could just be homophobic, but this is the thing that I realized that me pretending to be straight when I did comedy, it wasn't authentic. It didn't come across as authentic. And I think there's a certain authenticity that came out in my comedy when I decided I was going to be who I was. So I remember the date it was, uh, July, oh my God, this is after I met you. I remember uh, July 20th, Mm -hmm. uh, 2010, I decided I'm going to be out in comedy. And I went and I did an open mic. And the next day I was at an open mic and I met another comedian. Uh, And neither one of us knew how to flirt. It was a gay comedian there. Mm -hmm. And neither one of us knew how to flirt. So he threw out his set. And did five minutes on how I like to date black dudes. He came home with me that night and he didn't leave for like a year and a half. Uh, (laughs) That that was my first relationship. Uh, So we we were lesbian. Never left. (laughs) Yeah. You can tell from the shirt, Uh, which is great radio of me talking about my shirt. Uh, (laughs) uh, But yeah, I love doing comedy and I just, I realized it wasn't my thing. Uh, I would love to write. I mean, I love, love, love writing in general. Yeah. Uh, and maybe I would go back into writing comedy, uh, but I met some some awesome people doing that, so it was a yeah. great journey for me. Yeah. Um, when we met, you were
1: just starting to like make music too. I think. Yes.
0: You I wow. Like, well, starting. I'm <laughs> I remember you god you're making me it's funny. I would drive around and I had my guitar and I'd bring it with me everywhere in the mm-hmm. car. And god bless you. God bless you because I remember I was just starting. I didn't understand the concept of what a bridge was or, <laughs> or a lot or uh anyhow. And I, I remember playing a couple of songs for you and you I thank you. I remember you being, you know, really encouraging. Uh back then to uh, in my mind uh, the I'm episode. like these
1: are. Not good. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, those are great!"
0: Yeah. But you live you live, you live, you live, you learn, and it's like, you I'm still learning how to play and how to sing and how to to do all that. But it's one thing in music that I'm, I'm. It's a journey now, how to get all this strong emotion, mm-hmm. uh, because you know, as a Gemini, I'm definitely emotional. I think mm-hmm. people that know me, only a few close people see that emotional side now. And I know you're one of them. So you see that mm-hmm. kind of crazy emotional side. But it's like when those emotions come, where? how do they get out? Where's the outlet? Mm-hmm. And for me, that's been music. So to, to learn how to take those emotions, take what I'm feeling, and turn that into something tangible, I think for me that that's therapeutic. It's yeah. not only therapeutic, but it—it—it's. It, I wish I could think of a better word.
1: <laughs> Honestly, I think you just like dropped a song on me one day, like it was like last year or something, and it was collide. And oh,
0: December. It was
1: back in December. You just dropped it. You didn't say like, "Hey, can I send you something?" No, you're just like, <laughs> "You know." And I literally, I stopped everything. 'Cause that song just it, it hit me so hard. Oh. And I still you. listen to it. I still listen to it. like it's on my iTunes. I listen to it. it just like makes Whoa. me feel really like <laughs> <laughs> but it's like a good Aww. kind of kind of feeling. Like I it's just lyrically, you have a gift.
0: You oh, have well, a thank gift.
1: you. Yeah. And this is coming from a poet.
0: (laughs) Right. And I love listening, you know, uh, hearing your stuff and reading your stuff too. Yeah, Uh, And it's funny how the two connect Mm -hmm. uh, because I started uh, doing spoken word. I did a lot of spoken word uh, over the years. Mm -hmm. I don't don't remember a lot of them, Uh, but that's something I love, love doing. So I, I listen to a lot of music sometimes that's lyrically void and I like to dance to. But what I really connect to is there's a a song, a country song called Three Chords and the Truth. Mm -hmm. And geez, when they're just a couple of simple chords, uh, somebody with a guitar, piano, and just storytelling or Mm -hmm. telling their truth. Oh, I connect, connect, connect with that. Yeah. So I have a gift. You have a gift, and I noticed. That I knew that ever since you were nineteen. I just <laughs> let me throw something on you for you know for a little bit. Uh, your writing, I just always always loved and connected with, and it's so funny. There was always a fierceness about you as well. It took me so long uh, to to come out, and I remember well. I think we we went to go see a movie back in. 2011 probably, it was maybe 12. No, th- no, no, because no, 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 I, no, no. I moved in 2010, so I wasn't this around. Is, this was, was this had to be 20. 2007 or 2008. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah, that early. It we'll see when the movie Shoot 'Em Up was out. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't I don't know why, but we went to go see the movie Shoot 'Em Up. It was a long time ago, but we went there and we hung out and we were just talking. And I remember some of the things you were saying, and we talked about. Being out and that sort of thing, and I knew you were just fully out at that point. And I remember being older than you, but looking up to you in the sense of your comfortability with who you are. And that's something that over the years I always not only admired in you, but I think that you were one of those people I always looked up to in learning how to be comfortable and not only who I who I am, but in my sexuality, but comfortable in my own skin. So it's a great, great gift I've gotten from you, my friend.
1: Oh, thank you. For sure. Um, so I think we answer the first two questions there pretty much. So like, well, okay. Well, I guess we can go into specifics. Like, what? What's your like? How do you write a song? How do you oh, look, wow. like? Like, what comes to mind first? Because like, when I write poetry, hey. it usually comes with like a word or like a phrase or something, and then I'll just kind of like build from there are you like the similar way or does it come to you in a certain, like, does the music come first? Does the lyrics come first? Like,
0: you know, it's, it's funny that you ask that. So usually, uh, the same thing with, to answer your question, first of all, pain, pain. No, I, <laughs> I shouldn't say pain. A lot um, of that. Yeah. gross, but em- gross. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I learned that some of my best songs, I remember writing 12 songs out of, out of a breakup, just, uh, it was gut-wrenching, horrible, uh, and certain times I felt I'm going to bust if I don't get all this out. You're going to bust. <laughs> I, I said that, and I paused. <laughs> like, remember who you're talking to. Demetrius, wow. A little bit. Uh, uh, <laughs> But but, uh, yeah, but I, there, anyhow, there, there's certain times I'm like, what am I going to do? I got to get this feeling out. And what else can I do? Let me just put pen to paper. And certain times words, phrases, I think there's a truth that comes out when it's in my brain. That's just all these jumbled thoughts flying everywhere. And then when I put pen to paper or uh, on my phone, I had to do this for for phone uh, or (laughs) on the phone, (laughs) I get words out from in my brain to in a tangible form. Mm. There's something that happens that that makes me see truth or makes me see what I'm feeling. And so what happens with me, I either can hum something uh, or I get a a word or phrase. I'll tell you this, um, especially early on, a Mm. lot of my songs early on, a lot of people don't know this, came from uh, trying to learn other songs, not being a good guitar player, struggling through chords. So what I'd play that song sounded nothing like the original song, but I learned chord structure that way. And a lot of songs, I'll write a piece of the, the verses, mm-hmm. then something will go and I'm like, Oh no, that's a chorus. That, that's gotta be hummed over and over. And I'll write the chorus. I'll write a verse and then try to make the first verse match the uh the second or you know sometimes they they don't usually do that and then the bridge comes uh <laughs> I feel like in that I uh I took a, a interesting question and made it uh almost like how do you make a sandwich and made that boring. But <laughs> <laughs> not boring at all. You, you take a no, piece of like- bread.
1: <laughs> meat cheese bread that's it um <laughs> oh i
0: miss meat i miss can we i just just got to talk about this for a second and we'll go on to something else i okay. miss meat i was a carnivore as you know all my life just, argh, just all i would eat if you gave me meat cheese and and water i was good right i was good i can do without bread i can do without i don't need the beans or the rice just meat argh. and last September. Uh, September, eh? Um, you did this, I guess. In the last September, I stopped being able to eat meat. So I've been a. but it, it was hard at first. Being but able? Now, like dietary yeah. or? Oh, dietary. It's, yeah, me being, so I've been a vegetarian since. Uh, I think the last time I had meat was Friday, September 27th. Okay. <laughs> you know me and my memory <laughs> like,
1: uh, you know weird dates and stuff i do not know i
0: do know weird dates <laughs> uh it, it it comes in handy they'll have to testify one day but yeah i just during the month of september like i would eat like oh this tuna tastes weird all oh, the chicken from this place tastes weird all oh, this and i realized it happened every single time i ate any type of meat or even eggs uh so i miss it sometimes But now I'm a I'm a vegetarian. I'm 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 digging it now. The first month, first two months were so hard. And I don't know what that's like
1: because I've tried to be vegetarian and and immediately quit. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Pork chop last night. Oh my
0: god. No, I'll tell you this: that and God bless the people who do it for different reasons. You know, I, I respect everything. I think for me if my body there would have been no way for me to be vegetarian except my body just started rejecting that you had to yeah 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 so at first i just started eating all i would eat would be just like just uh, just fruit because it was like oh fruit tastes awesome so i eat you know pretty much fruit and pastries is what i ate for uh, the beginning and now i'm starting to find you know things that i like so well you look good <laughs> i'm trying i'm trying to i want to i'm trying to keep up with you. But right, your body, I throw mine away
1: this this body it just it doesn't <laughs> it can't gain weight even if I try it, and it really sucks <laughs>
0: well well, mine can in a heartbeat so <laughs>
1: um all right, last question in this section uh, if you could have a you're a talented guy uh if you could have a talent you do not currently possess, what would it be?
0: oh wow, um, there's so many. Besides technology, <laughs> oh no, 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 no! You know what? I don't understand how Zoom works. <laughs> I am ouch. Dimitri's getting on me for being a uh, a horrible techie, uh, but I mean, for not being a techie, I am a techie. I'm great with technology. Darn you! I have people that will back that up. If I could have a uh, an ability, a part of me has always been able. I see people who can draw, artists who can mm-hmm. put pen to pad. You, you, you're a great artist. Like, you can put pen to pad. You can do it all on that. Good. Make, <laughs> something. Well, you're talking to a guy who does stick figures. And, <laughs> and, and to someone who, I, I remember one of my first memories in elementary school, the coloring inside the lines, that's just something I couldn't do. I like, why are you coloring outside the lines? And I just couldn't do that. Uh, so I think that would be one, or acting on camera. I I used to love doing plays uh, and everything like that. When I realized acting wasn't for me, per se, is acting on camera, I just didn't understand it. Lift up this way, look that way. Yeah, stage made sense, be it plays or comedy or whatever, made total sense the energy that's in the room. Mm -hmm. But I I have to give it up to actors who can, in a room full of a couple of people, uh, emote energy that comes through a screen that comes through a camera through a screen oh, God,
1: that's cuz half the time they're not even like interacting with a person they're interacting with the camera yeah 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 like a you're acting through the camera so there's no yeah. like reaction to that you're just literally like going over like the thing in your head and you're like well sh- oh, and like you're reacting <laughs> to the, to the thing but it doesn't you know it it doesn't make sense naturally
0: yeah they they're talking to a green screen, and they can emote enough energy to where you're like, "You just made Bugs Bunny cry." Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. Let's move on to the next topic because we can okay. go on forever about that one. <laughs> on and on and on, right? Um. So this one's
0: about evolution. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh. So I thought about this. It's funny that you mention this because well, I'll, I'll let you ask the question, but I, I've had one beyond this. All my life until till recently. So, but yeah, shoot, just shoot. Um, so the first one's
1: kind of a hard question. It's not necessarily a mild one, but none of the they're not mild, medium, spicy. They're all pretty spicy in this one. Ooh, spicy. <laughs> so, um, it, this one relates to the last question, though. So it was, um, what was the hardest part of your life, and how have you overcome it?
0: Oh, I thought she meant evolution, as in
1: the... no personal evolution. Oh. <laughs>
0: Damn. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. See you. Flip mode. Okay. So what? Uh, I'm. <laughs> we we're, like, were talking about
1: science and apes, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what I thought we were talking about. I thought we were talking about monkeys and things. But. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I do different voices. One is Uncle Snappy. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Is that Uncle so, Snappy? <laughs> you know Uncle Snappy? He do not understand. He's one of his brothers oh, I mean, in the war. Snappy. You know Uncle Snappy. Who is He's that? He's not one? even a real. I have no uncle that sounds like Uncle Snappy. He's one of these characters I love to do. You don't understand me. Um, <laughs> but at any rate, personal evolution. Yeah. Get back, center it, reel it in. Uh, so what was, what was the uh, the question? What was the hardest part of your life,
1: and how have you overcome it?
0: I uh, the second part is that I'm in the process of overcoming I right. think and uh, for me that's it's learning. a lifelong process first of all it's not yeah. like an easy
1: like I'm done like it's I, a constant work
0: I, you know I'd say a big part of that is in a word relationships and what I mean by relationships is how I relate with people, I think some of my, and you know, you've done this and you've seen me in some of the, in some of my crazy hard, you know, times in life, either, you know, personally or just, you know, on the phone, you know, have, you know, talked to me. And I think how I relate to people, this might go back to growing up. I grew up with parents who, you know, just met each other, fell in love and, you know, bam, you know, mm. got married. And that was kind of expected from me, but I think that, in the sense of being gay, not knowing how to relate to another male, first of all, mm-hmm. in that in in that sense, or be having to walk on eggshells, not really knowing how to relate to people in the romantic relationship. I think number one, there was no blueprint for me, so mm-hmm. I just made all the all the mistakes that people make. But I think relationships in general, as I got older one of the things that happened is that, you know, sometimes people get older and they move out and they become closer and family becomes one of those big, important things. Yeah. And through the process of learning who I, who I am, uh, one of the things that happened is my relationship with, um, (laughs) I don't know if you saw me reaching or not. I did. Okay. Uh, As I became more aware and more comfortable with being myself my relationship with family Mm -hmm. suffered so i became more comfortable with being myself and that you know moved further and further so to answer your question i think relating to other people how i don't know if There's a big part of secrecy for me growing up in a lot of ways. I have to hide who I am, I felt. And a lot of that didn't stop when that came out. So the hardest part for me would be how to relate to other people in relationships, abandonment issues. uh, How do I know that I'm important to someone? How do I know that they're important to me? How do I interact with somebody? And I think that... A lot of folks, and this is, I won't say I'm unique in this, but I think when folks have a stronger sense of family and being connected to it, uh, it's a whole different ballgame to when someone is connected to the family in that sense. Yeah.
1: Mine was addiction. And um, mm-hmm. I've definitely uh, had my moments of where I have overcome it. Like, well, at first, you know, when I was performing in, in, Seattle I, I did so I was working in nightclubs and and hosting shows like all the time and performing and stuff and so I you know you it fabulous the- by the way thank you <laughs> I
0: mean you still are just in a different in a different sense
1: yeah <laughs> but um uh, there was definitely like we were working in in nightclubs and stuff and so like there was just free alcohol and like mm. I've never really been a big drinker. I would drink and I would have fun Ooh. and I would get fucked up I and would. I would do all that stuff. Um, but like I, I wasn't like like a habitual drinker until I started working in nightclubs. Mm. And it was during that time that I got heavily like it was kind of like towards the end of like me being in Seattle and stuff and and making all kinds of bad decisions i was crawling up the side of my house in the fucking four in the morning to sneak in through the window only to only to, really oh, to my lose God. my keys and have to sneak in through the window <laughs> <laughs> and just like really stupid shit like i got followed home one time like it was just like i was a mess and uh i i moved to sacramento and when i moved to sacramento i realized i was like i don't want to drink anymore and so i just stopped drinking and i'll have a beer every now and then now but i i still don't to this day drink a whole lot um Um, it became later (laughs) when i started picking up other things and uh in kind of in a way to like be productive in a way because it was just like a a you know, I I can work ten times faster, just like you. know, <laughs> But it, then you're burning the candle at both ends, and I definitely had several rock bottoms. And it was not until like like the second I decided to like go to rehab that I was like, all right, I don't think I need it at this point, but it's still good to do, yeah. just to like go more inward and to like figure out. Why was i doing that in the first place that's not me
0: no absolutely and that's i mean you know from talking to me that that's something that i struggled with you know i haven't uh, drank in a couple of years uh yeah. or, or or used anything about four years but i'll say this that even to this day someone says they don't like alcohol i'm like why, why would you not like alcohol like i i there's a part of me that gets inwardly offended that someone who doesn't think vodka is the greatest thing in, in, in the
1: world—it's um, <laughs> so ingrained in our culture, though. Like, so that's that's why people are like, "Oh,
0: it's fine," but it's like it's more dangerous than smoking a joint. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, no, it, it, but it's funny. I my running joke is that if I could drink or smoke weed in moderation, I would do it all day every day. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like where is Jay? He is drinking and smoking weed in moderation. <laughs> that is again, yep. Uh, that, that's what I'd be doing. Probably other stuff too. So there you go. Yeah,
1: just in a hole somewhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you know, you you bring up a, an interesting thing though when you talk about uh, addiction and how a lot of times some of the purposes for you know going crazy into the alcohol, crazy into uh, drugs. <laughs> <See that? laughs> don't burn it. do it. Killed me. <laughs> right. Here's, if you had bangs. With hairspray in it, you'd be gone. <laughs> They'd be gone. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, a lot of what, what happens is that I, for me, in 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 the beginning, a lot of, you know, a lot of my alcohol use and a lot of the crazy drug use was fueled by real needs, being able to write better, being able yep. to feel better, being able to uh, get my if, ideas I, out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah and just to you know some some of that for me was i needed some something just to feel like i was normal or like i was equal in certain yeah. levels so that got really really dangerous and uh maybe that's a talk for another time but it uh totally uh, yeah um
1: describe your current style And how is it different from your younger self? And it could be any kind of style. It could be clothing style. It could be, you know, personal style. It could be musical style, artistic style, what have you. How has it changed over time?
0: I like uh, the, um, wow. You ever had something come to mind that was so honest? You said, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about that.
1: No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, an open book. I will just say everything.
0: you are an open book. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm very guarded. A lot of preface, a lot of, I think my style is one of the things that I, I, I really dug my thirties. Right. I, I'm just, you know, I'm starting and, to go. My 30s oh, yeah. have been pretty oh yeah. So far. yeah. Yeah. So for, for me, I'm i I'll just come out with it. I'm 41. Right. I don't yeah. look a day over 41. But I'm, I'm 41, and my 20s horrible, horrible. but my thirties, there's something in my thirties that helped me become who I was and mm-hmm. be okay with who I wasn't. And that's continuing now. So my style now is, I realize that there's a part of me that I don't I'm not you know, kind of crazy wild out there. I don't know how to describe that. Uh, but I think physically my style is you know what it's it's okay for me to 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 rock the earring you know i, I grew up in it <laughs> uh, I, I just wanted to, this let me take a segue this is why it's so long because i'm taking up the segue. we were hanging out one time and i i realized that uh, that i hadn't had my uh my helix piercing uh, mm-hmm. i hadn't worn it for like five years and we were hanging out and you're like oh yeah you know try 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 this and we don't they don't we don't close yeah, yeah. And I'll say this that we're we're close friends. I don't, you know, recommend using everyone else's jewelry to open up a uh <laughs> a partially closed uh, hole in your ear. I just but, have too many. <laughs> right? And so I rocked that and then I went to buy another one, but that's, you know, part of me that it's funny. I my upbringing, it's like I couldn't wear an earring. Oh no, there's no way. So becoming parts of myself mixing the the masculine parts of myself Mm -hmm. uh, that are quote unquote masculine and the parts that are quote unquote feminine Mm -hmm. and letting the chips fall where they may. I think that's a part in my style, uh, uh, the way I dress and in, in music, you know, certain times I like to wear tight clothing, you know, that are, that's traditionally, uh, <laughs> that the gays
1: would wear, you mm-hmm. know, the gays. And I love oh, when guys. the skinny jeans came out, I was like, I'm all about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all about that life. I still rock them to this day.
0: <laughs> you can, I have to, you know, I sometimes wait for me. It's been an issue. So I have to, there's a certain window in my weight that I can rock the skinny jeans, but in my style dressing, I, I it, this is what I've discovered about myself. I'm learning about who I am. This en- encompasses uh, the way I dress, uh, my style of music, the way it's changed. I'm learning about who I am. And mm-hmm. in, in a sentence, uh, I'm a little bit country. I'm a little bit rock and soul. Uh, <laughs> I think that, that, that sums me up with a little twist of gospel. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that that's, I'm more open, I'm learning to be more open. And even though I'm long-winded now, uh, my journey and challenge now is to be more succinct. Uh, (laughs) It's funny, and I think to say more with less is a struggle for me, and that's why I like songs I can encompass all that I wanted to say, and you don't have to hear all that I was thinking. But put it in a song, as my uh, as my boss would say at the day job, who would say, "Don't you know? Don't build me. You don't have to build me a watch. Just tell me what time it is. So <laughs> you don't have to tell me how to make a watch.
1: Just give me the time. Speaking yeah. of watches, I need to get mine fixed. <laughs> really? My mom got me like two watches for Christmas, and one of them is like this gorgeous black like metal thing but it's all like the chain link thing and then there's no no watch makers open I can get that sized up
0: <laughs> it's funny i i always like having a physical timepiece. right now i'm wearing this uh this uh uh fitbit and i just wear it because i like having something on my hand right there there's another watch I, it's a couple of feet away from me i won't get it whatever but i loved because it had different time zones on it so it had I don't know if you remember this watch. act I, I, you know what, hold on. what? It has several
1: timepieces on it. Oh my God. So uh
0: th- this is horrible for people who are just listening. This is uh, great for podcasting, exactly. Yes, but this is uh right here. do you see the four time zones? Actually, oh, it has two, my God. Two time zones accomplice and temperature gauge. That's what that is. Time zone, time zone. Compass temperature right there, but it, uh, you can tell the, uh, it broke. So uh, <laughs> yeah, but people love that I had a beast on my arm. So
1: that was, that was awesome. All right. We're going to finish this section with one more question. Then we got one more question and then we got rapid fires.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. And that's just, <laughs> that, that's just <laughs> Patreon only. You can subscribe on Patreon, blah, 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 um,
0: <laughs> Oh, wait. So the, so the, the people who aren't on Patreon, they're not going to get to hear this part. Yep.
1: Oh, yep. They don't, they so you don't even know who I am. Only. You have to subscribe Ooh. only. Um, so this is the last question in evolution. If you met your younger self now, what would you say to him?
0: <laughs> wow. I, de- I debate this a lot. And uh, I'm going to give that some thought for a second. What would I say to my younger self? I would say everything you hold as truth right now won't be what you hold as truth years to come. Mhm. And that's okay. Yeah. I I would tell I would let him know that if everything you believed right now became something different that would still be okay. Stay open in every sense because there are certain things I think especially I was in the beginning I don't know if you ever heard the saying you gave me uh, someone I heard say something or someone gave them wings to fly then took away their sky and yeah
1: oh hold on we paused
3: hold on this
1: is a great freeze frame are we back? We're back. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: Okay. I'll cut that out. Don't uh, worry.
0: Sorry. Where did, where did I cut out? Oh, before uh, before you, you cut it you, out, let me ask you a question. but took away this guy. Yes. So, uh, wait, before we cut, may I ask you one question before we come back? Yeah. Because my connection is, is bad. You, are we going to introduce me? <laughs>
1: You guys, I'm talking to my dear friend, Jay Maseo from Jay Maseo Music. Uh, My name is Dimitri Wild. We were just talking about something very deep and then we cut out. So we decided to take a break. So we are back. Um, So the question was, if you met your younger self now, what would you say to them? And you said, uh, it was almost as if you would, you say to your younger self, everything's going to be okay life is almost like you they gave you wings but took away your sky
0: well this is what i would say i think that i i was given this is my belief system i believe back then gave me wings to fly then took away my sky there were certain things that i believed i could do anything in the way i viewed religion and god and all these sort of things but by the same token it limited me there's certain things i couldn't do i couldn't be not because they were hurtful or wrong to anybody but because of said religious view, even in certain senses, not even because of my religious view, it was because of what religious people, certain religious people would think.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it's funny, there's certain things I, I saw at one point, and, and this isn't to bash any religion at all, or, you know, any, uh, but I, I saw a shirt in West Hollywood of all places once that said, uh, Jesus protect me, dot, 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 from your followers and <laughs> that's real that's yeah awesome. and, and i don't and i'm not saying this to to bash you know any religion or christian folks listen I, I learned so much and got so much uh from my religious upbringing but i i would tell myself be open to feel that what matters uh for you right now in life what people think uh what religious people think what family thinks what a lot of people think might not be the most important guiding force in your life. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, that, that, that's what I would say. It might sound weird, but I think if you know me, my younger self, if I had heard that who knows what I would have been today. Right.
1: I, I would say probably just listen. Ooh, just listen.
0: To the song here in your heart
3: <laughs>
1: listen to everything listen, listen to people listen mm-hmm. to your heart listen to what your mama told you <laughs> listen so listen to the things going on around you like just listen and that's wow. what I'm um what is one interesting thing that people would be surprised to know about you
0: uh Part of it would be that I've become, well, people who knew me from before, uh, the vegetarian thing, they'd be very, very surprised about that because I've been outspoken uh, about my love of, of meat. Uh, do not. Um. <laughs> kind of meat. <laughs> do, you like meat? Me. do you like dark like meat? Do <laughs> you like leg meat? Blessing, but you can't tell. Well, My style has changed. You never know. Uh I like it all. But uh, people I think would also be surprised, uh, people that have known me for years would be surprised that I'm turning into an introvert. It's weird around this time because uh, I'm not talking about the the uh, the, the uh, quarantine uh, part of it, but I, all my life, I've always wanted to be around people. I gotta be around people 24-7. I wanna talk to people. And I think there's a certain part of my personality that comes out when I'm allowed space from folks, Mm -hmm. sometimes for a long time and then get a healthy, healthy balance of Mm -hmm. being around people or not. But I think the introverted part of myself, uh, people would be very, very surprised about how much of a hermit I can actually be. Right. Mm. I know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know, you, you, it's funny. Some of these things, you might not be surprised. Like, that's not surprising, but you know me, so.
1: Um, all right. What's one thing that you're working on currently?
0: I'm working on, I'm a little scared to say this because uh, I'm working on myself. Uh, I'm actually working on uh, an album. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it's my first one, and I did not realize how much work how much money and how much time goes into all this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so part of me is is even saying it right now, part of me says, should I even say it? It's going to be a long time before this comes out. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think I should say that I'm working on that. Uh, why not? Which, yeah. It, it gives me, uh, it reels me in, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of, you know, how hard I work on other things is to make sure I'm funding this project. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I don't know how much time to set aside <laughs> to yes, play, yes. play the record studio. <laughs> right. And I'm, I'm in the process of learning. It's one of those things that stages of things when you know that you don't know, when you know, but when you don't know what you don't know, then you do. I don't know if you know that whole thing. Have you heard that whole thing about there's certain things, steps of knowing that when you don't know what you don't know, then you know that you don't know then you yeah and I, I don't know all of them then then you don't know but you know
1: <laughs> yeah and then you know no <laughs> yeah yeah
0: then you know that you know that <laughs> you know that you know, I know I thing right there, but like, I'm, I'm getting some exercise in right there so yeah
1: that's cool so um do you have a title for it yet or do you have like any ideas or what do you what are you throwing around
0: You know what? There's a lot of them. Um, I have their two singles that I'm working on first, so I do know which of the two songs that will come out first, I Mm -hmm. you know those, which are very, very exciting. One that you talked about and you liked, it's not one of those two, but it will be uh, on this album, so I'm very, very uh, excited about that. You should release that one. I will release
1: release it. It, I have to say and mm-hmm. i'm just throwing this out there okay i feel like that song needs like orchestration oh yeah yeah, yeah. like like a symphony
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: well, <and laughs> i mean okay. i
1: love the singer-songwriter folksy bluesy stuff that that it is and your voice is perfectly uh i will say like that song for some reason i hear it like i hear it loud i hear it very like wide
0: does that make sense? <laughs> you, know, it, you know, it makes perfect sense. And one of the things that uh, that people who have heard a lot of my stuff and heard me just with the guitar are going to love is uh, one of my, one of my old roommates, I should say, who's been of a is a close friend and a, uh, a mentor as well. Uh, he moved to. Uh, you to- should sell that song to Adele. Oh. Yes, she she belted out with it with that. Oh, yes. I don't know if I had mentioned this before. I Mm -hmm. have talked a lot about, you know, me doing the you know, singer stuff, but I would love to sell a lot of my songs. Some a lot of my songs are out of my range Mm -hmm. and there are people who could do amazingly well with Mm -hmm. some of what I write. So that that would be great. Uh, But for a collide talking about the orchestra, uh, one of the I'm working with an awesome, awesome producer uh right now shout out to jason lowry yeah yeah uh, <laughs> but, uh one, one of the things that you know we're talking about and a lot of folks are talking about right now is you know that old you know the gospel upbringing mm-hmm. and for some of my songs to have you know gospel choir and and, and like little stuff like that uh, but my that old roommate used to say your songs would sound very very they're great but they would sound awesome with a live band. So that's what we're doing right now, adding live band and adding a lot of that's things cool. that you don't. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you will see that. So what am I working on? I mean, the album might be self, it might be, you know, it might be just Jay Maceo. Yeah. Know? It might be the
1: Jay Maceo music.
0: Yes. Boom. And by the way, let me just do a quick, can I, may I do a quick plug? Yeah. <laughs> you can uh, follow me on, on the gram. Uh, on Instagram, uh, it's, jmaceomusic. it's j.maceomusic. Uh, it J-, yeah. J Maceo Music. It's actually J. Dot Music. J. Yeah. Yeah. J. Dot M a c e o Music. J. Dot Music. Yeah. Got it. Follow, subscribe, and then Spotify.
1: Spotify. Spotify is coming out soon
0: spotify is coming out soon it is coming out and uh they, I, I so want to tell you which songs will be released on it first but I'll you'll just have to follow yeah. for that yeah yeah i mean, i meant you as in you and your audience yeah. now i'm speaking to you and the whole wild audience everyone <laughs> the, the wildlings um Ooh, can we talk you last well, people, we, have
3: been,
1: well <laughs> we have this question and then we have one final question and then i'm gonna let you sing your song oh um all right so uh last question before the final question is what do you hope to experience in your life or future career
0: oh you know i i want to sum it up in in a mantra that i say that guy who i said jake Ducey has Mm -hmm. these cards i mean it says he talks about expressing gratitude in the uh in the present for future things that i want and i think the answer to the question that sums it up Uh, In this card that I have somewhere around here that says, I'm so happy and grateful that I'm a successful singer songwriter, inspiring millions through music and attracting wonderful relationships and miracles into my life every day. So those are the things that I want. I, I have to say one thing. Are we in the rapid fire? No, not yet. Okay, good, because I I will be fast. I know I've slowed
3: that down. That is the comment
0: you have to subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I want to say this. You actually helped me realize something. So before this interview, I would have said, also successful relationship. I think I'm in the part of my life to where, well, I, I think that I'd love that. But when you talked about, I got chills when you talked about the Gemini and the two halves. Mm-hmm. Because it made me feel like, wow, this is, <laughs> yeah, somebody else might be like, duh. But uh, when you describe the two halves, yeah, I think uh, the fact that you talk about those two separate parts, finding each other, there were two separate parts and finding each other and becoming one. Mm-hmm. I think that learning to let those parts of me come together. Wow. I think what I might have, and you know, maybe that'll happen. Maybe I'll get a relationship in that sense, find the one. And you know, maybe the one will be that other half of myself that, you know, so I think in that sense, I'm
1: excited. Cool. One final question. Okay. What have you manifested lately?
0: Oh, uh, happiness again is one thing. Uh, I I did some gratitude, uh, and I went through. As you know, I went through a slump, like Mm -hmm. a bad, bad slump just recently in this whole thing. And I think being being okay, uh, and you know, that that might not sound as inspirational as I wanted it to, but I think from what where I was feeling, Mm -hmm. being okay was, you know. was a far, was far away uh, let me make this more exciting but we also talk about how i manifested money and that wasn't the only time mm-hmm. i think i bring i bring i talk about the money thing because one thing we talk about manifestation i look at it as a holistic thing and i think in the culture we have been taught to either uh say you know say money everything mm-hmm. or money's nothing and I think one thing that I'm manifesting is a change in my view of how I look at resources, money being one of them. And I think adopting a different view, I've had money come to me out of like, ways. Of, wait, how did that come? I, I wasn't even expecting that, like, or this mm-hmm. guy paid for me. So that things like that have happened over the last couple of months. Uh, but uh, I've manifested this. I want to say this too. In music, wow! I'm thinking about this, like just this working on this album,
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know, by saying those sort of things, by doing this interview. We talked, mm-hmm. and that was something that I was thinking of. And then, out of nowhere, you asked me to come on the podcast, and I mm-hmm. started thinking, wait a second, uh, the idea of you know letting people know who Jay Maceo is, you mm-hmm. know, the guy Jason who I'm working on this. Uh, on this album, with uh, he said, "What's your story? Who's Jay Maceo?" And I'll be damned if, like, right after that, you didn't ask, you know, to, you know, talk, you know, invite me on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking, "Wow!" So I'm manifesting things. They say, "Hindsight is 20 You mm-hmm. want to know what I'm manifesting today? Ask me tomorrow.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> I feel like I manifested this too, actually. Nice. I also manifested that fucking astrologer. Oh, you gotta hear this 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 interview.
0: I I am ex- I'm she. Needles.
1: She made this happen.
0: Wow, wow. The, your 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 podcast. Yes. Well, wow. I, right. I, I I have to say this too. I'm just talking you up, talking you up. But like the fact that something like this. Is, that, you know, that, that is out there and you're doing something like this to let people know who others are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that might sound silly. Uh, will the court secretary please strike that last comment from the record? <laughs> 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 no. <laughs> but, <really. laughs> but no, this, you're doing something that I've always wanted to do and I've never either had, just never done. Mm-hmm. And I love this, you know, talking about issues, getting into me. And I, I think I'm learning a little bit more about you. And vice versa through this, even though we've known each other so long. So Mm -hmm. there you go. Bye. -um.
1: Bye. Well, thank you again. And I'm going to let you play your song. And then uh, for Patreon only, we are going to have our 20 questions rapid fire.
0: Again, I'm Jay Maceo. Thank you so much, Dimitri, for having me on here. I'm super, I'm, I'm tickled. Brown to be on here. (laughs) I can't be tickled. I'm tickled black. I'm just tickled black. The black eonsity and tickleness.
2: The only constant is this great divide. We keep on marching past the void that we left inside. We pray that it'll change in time, but all the while we realize we've opened a door we can't close, and we know we're not whole. But baby, here would be so divine if all your broken pieces fit perfectly with mine. And maybe this is the sign that we've been seeking. Cause the stars align when we collide. So let's just hold each other close. I'll fight your demons, and you can ward off all my goals. will make some sense of this, so life turns prisons into paradise when we see that being bound to one another, ooh, that's what sets us free. And baby, it would be so divine. If all your broken pieces fit perfectly with mine And maybe this is the sign that we've been seeking Cause the stars align when we collide And I Alive. every time it's like the very first time oh, when we collide I know that you feel the truth there's nothing between us but love and truth when we collide and baby it would be so divine If all your broken pieces fit perfectly with mine And maybe this is the sign that we've been seeking Cause the stars align Oh, when we collide Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah And maybe this is the sign that we've been seeking Cause the stars align or oh, when we collide And maybe This is the sign That we've been seeking Cause the stars are When we collide
0: Ready.
1: All right, Patrick, only rapid fire questions. Sure. If you were to win $1 million, what is the first thing you would buy?
0: Give it to you. Um, <laughs> 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 property. Oh, my God. Property. Uh, you mean it oh, for me right now? I would buy property uh, and a little, probably a little bit of gold and silver. Gold and silver, really? Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd buy, would I'd buy something tangible, and right. yeah, so that if all this electronic stuff got shut down, I'd have something tangible. I would uh, say
1: house, car. Anyways, these are these are rapid fires. So <laughs> oh, okay, so, so property, right. cool. Right. Um, which two of the four main Sex and the City characters are you most
0: like? Uh, I've seen a half of an episode of Sex and the City. <laughs> <laughs> There's a slutty one, Golden
1: there's an artsy Girl. one, there's a, there's a mean one, there's a ditzy one.
0: <laughs> oh, it's like, uh, I, I was going to just say Golden Girls, but uh, I, I, I'm i the artsy ditzy one. Cool. Okay. Yeah. You'd you be Carrie Charlotte. <laughs> okay. Wow, that's sounds like uh, a good drag name. I'm Carrie, Carrie Charlotte. <laughs> Charlotte. She'd be a redhead, of course. All right. What's your favorite movie? Oh! Uh, Gemini. You know what? I'll just go with Garden State. I know that's weird. That's a weird one. That That's a weird one, but it's one of my favorite movies. It used to be my date movie. Rapid Fire, sorry.
1: It's okay. We can, we can, it, it's okay. Um, who is your favorite band, musician, or artist? And that could be currently.
0: Oh, Otis Redding. Okay.
1: Um, what is your favorite article of clothing in your closet currently? Ooh. <laughs> Sexy Underwear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've got, like, 20 straps myself, so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Picture didn't happen. i um <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, this isn't rated Never mind. I was, I was about to be, like, edit that out. Sorry. Go ahead. What is it? Oh, is it was underwear? Oh, uh, actually, oh uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Underwear. Yes. We'll see. it we'll we'll Yeah okay (laughs) nobody's seeing it which is like but i I see it
1: and it makes me feel good it's just just for you um what's your biggest pet peeve
0: oh oh crap my biggest pet peeve is i feel bad about this is uh impatience and i find myself being impatient also i do
1: um if you could be from another decade
0: what would it be Oh, I almost said the 70s, but uh another day de- uh either the seventh the next one. 80s? Ooh. huh? 80s? N- no. The ni- the uh 2000 2000- the 2030s. Oh, next decade.
1: Yeah, oh, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that little curveball ball. there. The 2030s. <laughs> okay. I mm, <geez. laughs> probably be the yeah. 60s.
0: Oh. Um, brothers don't want to be from no 60s man right <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, if you could have any three people to dinner dead or alive who would they be
0: oh could they be alive now and I could have them at dinner dead
1: just yeah. to be like <laughs> <Just> the
0: <corpse laughs> at the dinner table <laughs> uh, wow uh, the first one would be my mother's father who i never got to meet but i've always heard awesome awesome stories about uh i never met my mother's father either my grandpa
3: what
0: yeah
1: this he died a, a year before i was born this i have several, i have a couple of his hunting knives and a compass of his but like i i never met the man
0: oh I have yeah. a knife right? Oh, I don't have it right here. Um I I'm so stuck with the rapid fire. Uh
1: <laughs> you don't have uh, to be like super quick or anything,
0: but
1: I should be This is extra content.
0: Out. It's not like you. Okay. Okay. This is for extra content, so I can Okay. Um so we, we've only done one out of three.
1: Yeah, three people. Uh so you would choose
0: My my mother's father. Your mother's father. father,
1: okay. Yeah.
0: Uh I would choose dead or alive. Is it bad to say Jesus? No. <laughs> no, I would, I would, I would I would I know no seriously, you know why? You know what? I would have Jesus because I'd be like, Jesus, tell me your take on all this. All right. I want to know the real tea. Spill the tea right. on these folks. Jesus uh, had so, dinner <laughs> with thieves
1: and whores. Right. Oh, um. <laughs> I'm sure a few of them are gay, too.
0: <laughs> I've been a thief in a hole, so um. I've been a thief in a hole. In, in a, in a day, so. <laughs> and and, you know, the water would be turned into wine and, you know, we'd never run out of food. Right. So, <laughs> so uh, I'd have Jesus to dinner. And uh, oh, oh. And the last one. Would be my future self. These are good ones. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: talked about my younger self? But then the future- space-time continuum would collapse, and we would all just implode.
0: <laughs> oh, I know, right? I think that's just something they say just to keep it interesting. I think I could meet my, my you know past self. Here's the yeah. thing. Mm-hmm.
1: We meet our past and future selves all the time. Oh,
0: damn. Think about that one. Oh, and thoughts and actions and decisions. Oh, this is getting deep. Hey, blo- it wait, was- <laughs> blow something in my face. Blow something in my face. <laughs> oh, wait, I don't think he could the nose. I don't know.
1: Um, if your house was caught on fire, what two things would you run back and get?
0: Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: uh, no uh
0: it's that's a good question you know and, and strangely enough you remember the uh the date we we talked i was walking uh a long ways and you you called me like why are you walking take uh a, take a lift I was like, i'm just gonna walk here you know that day i told you when i got home i got in bed like a two something at four something we had a fire uh uh, right fire alarm went off fire alarm went off so we thought we had a fire so i thought about what i would take and strangely enough it was my phone and there is a another piece of electronic i'd take a phone and a guitar yeah because everything's (laughs) on my
1: phone besides a phone though i mean that's 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 glued to your hip anyways like you ain't going nowhere without your phone.
0: Uh if I still had my pool cue, it would be the pool cue, but you know what is I would you're right. My phone is here everywhere. I would take uh oh my god, how cheesy does that sound? A pen and a writing journal. Interesting. I have yeah, one yeah. actually. Nice.
1: I hardly write it anymore, but every once in a while I'll throw something in there. Um name a book you have read that has shaped you positively.
0: Oh, what's the book? <laughs> no, <I> mean, <laughs> uh, oh, uh, success through a positive mental attitude. Yes, that is one that's of. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, from uh, uh, Napoleon. Napoleon <laughs> Hill. I was going to say that's not that Napoleon Dynamite from Napoleon Hill. He's a uh, think and grow rich I'm and all Napoleon, those things. Napoleon Bonaparte. No, no, not not that Napoleon. But that's someone who I'm taller than. So I, I thank Napoleon for for being shorter than than I am. But uh, yeah, he uh, guy uh, Napoleon Hill wrote a lot of books. Think and Grow Rich, but I think Success okay. through a Positive Mental Attitude is a great one.
3: That's cool.
0: Great.
1: Um, who would play you in the movie of your life?
0: Dave Chappelle. Um, <laughs> yeah. <I would. laughs> You would, <laughs> with all the uh, you know, I people talk about all the uh, you know people talk about all the you know you know whitewashing in Hollywood or all the uh, I'm not trying to start anything by the way I'm I'm, I'm not like oh, start it go ahead <laughs> uh, we done started it now how are you gonna have Sigourney Weaver play Michelle Obama uh,
3: <laughs>
0: but I, I, I but I I think like a shorter Asian dude should play me. I think that would be awesome. <laughs> no, it would be because, you know, I, I think- just the I short Asian the... guy. No,
2: actually- <laughs> It taller, doesn't matter who. Taller, just...
0: <laughs> taller uh, somebody taller, Asian, would play me. Uh, number one, because they'd have, they'd, they'd, with hair too. Uh, who'd play me in a movie? I don't, who's an- I would oh, say- oh, I would say
3: Dave Chappelle.
0: You know who I would want to play? Uh, Damson Idris. I always get him mixed with Idris Elba. I always get them mixed up. But uh, do you know who Damson Idris is? No. Okay. He. Play, have you seen Snowfall? No. <laughs> have you heard of it? It's a movie. It's a movie about he plays this uh, uh this big time crack dealer and the guy who is one of the pioneer pioneers like it's a good thing <laughs> of a of a crack sales in the 80s. But he's this like hood guy. But yeah. he's actually uh from england and he had to get uh a speech uh i don't know if you remember the uh, rapper mac teacher or whatever yeah, accent yes but. he was his dialect coach yeah. uh but he had to get a dialect coach so he could be hood but he's from england 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 <laughs> i met dave Chappelle once i was actually i actually did meet
1: dave Chappelle. i love okay. dave Chappelle. actually he's like he, so funny
0: he was he was so cool and so we were at the comedy store is back when I was doing comedy. Mm-hmm. We were at the comedy store and I went into another room and I went up. And I was like, Whoa, you Dave Chappelle. Said, hey man, I'm Dave, how you doing? Man? He was so cool.
1: Yeah, he was probably stoned.
0: <laughs> I'm sure he was, yeah.
1: Yeah, I I love him. He's hilarious. Anyways, um uh if you weren't doing the job you're doing now, what would you be doing?
0: uh the day job or the music job either if i weren't doing the day job i mean you know, if you is... weren't
1: okay let me put it this way if you if you weren't a musician what would you like mm-hmm. to be
0: okay i want to if i can let me answer that in two parts uh first of all i i want to move and i'm moving now i'm making steps to move from the day job to mm-hmm. full-time uh, musician
2: Holla. Mm-hmm.
0: if i weren't a musician what would i be Ashamed of myself, (laughs) (laughs) limiting my potential, right? (laughs) Uh, Not living my best self. That's what I'd be if I weren't uh, a musician. I do want to have my hands in in my my. I do have two hands. I'm just looking at them. My phone too. We haven't gotten in contact. Uh, But I I don't want to. I don't. I want to do a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. But point blank, if I weren't doing music, I'd be wasting space on this earth
1: that's real that's real i might have to tweak thought. that question a little bit but it's okay right now All right. um if you had a spirit animal what would it be dolphin oh wow <laughs> <That> <laughs> and was, i can't even swim that was instant <laughs> wow that's cool um what is your favorite tv show
0: oh damn it i was hoping it would happen again tv show i I, what do i watch uh currently currently what do i watch i i've been binging so much that it's all a blur (laughs) i should know
1: this i should have known this it's almost as if penny dreadful is like mixing in with with nailed
0: it there were a couple that i, I may mean, I watched a bunch recently i mean I, I love breaking bad which i caught in too late i uh was watching a show called the magicians yeah which which i really really uh started to love i started uh,
1: watching that a while back
0: there's uh, one season in it that was like oh god and then it got, it got, it got good again got and weird. i'm like child yeah i should op- i should open up my netflix and i'd be like
3: oh yeah this is that <laughs>
0: um if you had one superpower what would it be i want to fly wanna fly
1: i like that okay. i would want to like shape shift
0: oh i'm watching a show now where uh well uh, one of the shows i'm watching right now is black lightning
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh have you heard of this yeah i've heard of it so black lightning at first i was i shouldn't even say this it's part of me wonders you know used to wonder well why did it won't even go there anyhow so black lightning i didn't expect to like it and i'm like oh my like black panther shouldn't have had black in his name because you're panther you know right. the only other Panther is pink panther and nobody's going to think you're gay black panther that's that's why the reason they did it uh but <laughs> we on another subject we'll talk about why a hulk uh the hulk why i just have to talk about this for a second you know his do you do you know uh his name, uh, the, the Hulk, his, his, his uh, the no. doctor's name. I'm like a
1: superhero. I, I know nothing about superheroes except Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man.
0: Okay. So originally it was uh, uh, Bruce Banner, Dr. Bruce Banner. Mm-hmm. In the TV show during the 70s, they changed it to Dr. David Banner.
1: David Banner. Do you know
0: why that is? Why? Because it was the 70s mm-hmm. and the name Bruce was synonymous with being gay, Bruce. <laughs> that is why. That is why Bruce Banner in the seventies TV show, his name wasn't Bruce, but they changed it to David Banner. Hand to God. That's why. Fucked uh, <laughs> up. That. That's <laughs> it, homophobic. It, it is, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That is home of uh, But I was there part of another question you were asking me, and I didn't.
1: Uh... No, no, no. We can go to the next one now. Okay. Um... Twelve. This is 16. Uh, who is your first crush?
0: Okay, I can, I can... I was about to out somebody, but I won't. Uh, Jeff from the Donna Reed uh, show... Jeff. i i donna reed show. not he, he probably wasn't that cute but like donna reed there's an old uh, show called donna reed during mm-hmm. the 50s or 60s and i thought the son was so cute and this is when i started to realize that i might like means because i thought <laughs> jeff was so cute uh means uh yeah. <laughs> either that or candace cameron but i think uh, uh that that is a, a better and more appropriate answer right
1: um what's one thing you can eat forever no guilt attached
0: it's too easy i know (laughs) it is is. oh my god Uh, oh my god (laughs) Um, ice oh ice what i can eat ice ice Yes, no, no guilt. I mean, what else can I eat? I mean, if you look at my, I would take this thing over so you can look at my refrigerator. Just chew ice. I haven't done it. Oh, I used to, I used to do that all the time. (laughs) Yeah, it's the only reason. It's for me. It's the only like, it's the only purpose for putting ice in the drink. Because I used to, we used to put our drinks in the in the fridge. Then people would be like, "Do you want ice?" I think I, I, I haven't traveled abroad a lot but i hear that in america we put ice in drinks more than a lot of folks do and yeah. i never understood it like why people if i have ice in a drink i'm going to chew on it or i'm going to want more of the drink
1: when i was waiting tables every mm-hmm. asian family was like no ice oh, or like see? indian family indian family sorry not asian family indian family asian families always got the same thing they got steak and pasta <laughs> oh,
3: <laughs>
1: but- but like oh all the yeah. Indian families are like no ice in the drinks, no ice. I would just automatically bring no ice.
0: <laughs> wow, that is funny. See, racial profiling actually helping. In a actually way. helping, right? <laughs> They're like you, you're doing very well. Right. Um, if a what do gene- black families do? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, don't don't. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: I could oh, say, maybe, but I won't because I know I'm you know, you know where I'm going.
0: You know where I'm going.
1: <laughs> um, if a genie granted you three wishes, what would you wish for?
0: Oh, yeah. mo wishes. <laughs> 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 wish uh, wishes. A wish machine. Wishes a wish machine. Right. I, I, I. Oh, I'd wish to physically. I want to physically look like I did my best in my 30s. So physically, I'd want to be in the best shape internally, externally, uh, Mm -hmm. that I was in my 30s. I'd want to make sure that I some, no, I was going to give some cheesy answer. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm yeah, I'd, I'd want to look like I did in my thirties, and a wish machine. All right, good enough. And I wish to give the rest of my wishes to you. Oh, which be no wishes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Get it, brother. No, you know what? Let me change that. I would, yeah, I would do that. I'd take. Uh, I want unlimited wishes, and I'd give my other wishes away. Such <laughs> so a Gemini answer, huh? It's a very Gemini answer. What
1: is your ideal vacation destination?
0: Anywhere with the pool table. Anywhere with a pool table. And where anywhere where it's warm. Uh and where I'm not too cold. Mm-hmm. You know me, you know me and the cold do not get along. I don't like the cold. I don't know how yeah. I've been in Seattle for so long. Oh,
1: damn. I know. No, I, I like it. it. I like it like Africa degrees. Yeah. Africa degrees. Yeah. <laughs> um cool uh if you could solve one world problem what would it be And this is the last question
0: Ooh. well right now it's it's, it's easy i'd I solve uh coronavirus <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but let's just deal with the ones that i can solve uh one step at a time mm-hmm. uh homophobia uh internalize and externalize internal and external whatever uh i i I would uh solve that and i think that part of what we're doing right now is doing that
1: it's all homelessness
0: oh nice i don't know why i i just acted like it was a a contest
1: (laughs) but nice cool well that's all the questions
0: Well, thank you, Dimitri, for having me on here. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you. Thank you for being a guest, my first guest.
0: Nice. Oh, I never guessed that was you, first... never. Mind. Please come. Never guessed you were my first guest. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm cheesy, but still. Uh, look at me anyhow. Jay Maceo is my name. Jay Maceo music. That's uh, if you're on Instagram. That's j dot maceo. J M A C E O music. J Maceo music. On Instagram. Look forward to hearing from you all. And thank you again, Dimitri Wild.
3: Wow.
1: Thank you so much. Bye.
0: Thank you. Bye bye. <laughs>
2: cheeks even when we're old and gray you're out there building your fame you're already a star to me let me lay down and be your stage been at the end more times than i can count feeling my strength fade out with every ounce but sitting here with you i know it's so hasn't happened yet but oh it's overdue it's overdue oh, oh, oh. don't dread this old road just rest your neck on my shoulder come where I My strength fade out with every ounce, but sitting here with you, I know it's all worked out. I do
1: were our guest this week i was a guest i hope i was guestly <laughs> well so if for for people who are just kind of like knowing right now we are preparing some more interviews for for you
0: yeah and these are and you know some of these were episodes where i was not yet a co-host right. so it's it's they haven't seen the light of day on this show okay? right so
1: and so it's just an opportunity to let people know uh who you are and who i are who, are, who I are. And yeah, how this whole thing kind of started. So uh, stay tuned. We have a couple more uh, of those old episodes. We've got Kyle Wonder coming up and uh, my dear friend, uh, Christy Champagne. Ooh. Um, so those are really fun interviews, too. Um, other than that, uh, we have a quote. Do you want to read the
3: quote?
0: Uh, we, oh, I'm reading the quote? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were reading the quote. Okay. Uh, if you, This is a quote by Maya Angelou. If you don't like something, change it. If you can't change it, change your attitude about it. I'm going to say that one more time. If you don't like something, change it. If you can't change it, change your attitude about it. That is Maya Angelou. Mind over matter. Maya over matter. Maya over matter. Exactly. (laughs) Good old Maya
1: Angelou. Uh gratitude list. Gratitude. Um what are we grateful for this week? Um I went first last week. Oh yeah. Um I okay, so I posted this thing on Instagram yesterday. Um I
0: I've been thinking about
1: death a lot. Oh. And I I'm I'm not like morbid and creepy like, you know, a little I bit, am a little bit, but um I had this I I had a, a customers on my on my ride one one day regular customers i I get them all the time Mm -hmm. very nice people but i found out that they are actually like uh body removers for like a mortuary oh okay and i was like tell me all about your work (laughs) and um they told me about these really interesting stories that they had but um i posted this thing about death and and i was just kind of thinking about it and and i i in my mind, death isn't death. It's, like, not the end of things. It's kind of like a rebirth. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, a way for you to kind of, like, any moment of any day, you're allowed to be reborn oh. uh, however you want. Uh, every, in fact, every morning you wake up, you're reborn. It's a new day. You you are a new person. You don't have to be the same person that you were yesterday. So. I don't? No. Oh. You can choose, You can change whatever it was that happened yesterday. Oh, thank you. Um, it's a new day to start Friday. Of course. <laughs> um, So, yeah, I'm grateful for death. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, right. uh, what's another one? I'm grateful to ride my bike this week. Ooh,
2: bicycle, bicycle.
1: I'm going to ride my bike down Hollywood Boulevard and look like a crazy person, but... Down the Boulevard? But um, I'm grateful because that's going to be my new physical exercise. Um, and I'm grateful for my apartment. And, um, I didn't tell you. Oh, I think I might be getting my cat back. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. Cause you haven't, like, you couldn't have a cat there. We, yeah. So, uh, I contacted my friend, Brayden, who currently has Misty. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, so back then we had a little issue where, Um, he had a a trouble with his cats and her and like, Oh, and it was like a whole thing. She's fine. Um, but I asked her, I'm like, so how's she doing? And she's like, she's, she's okay. I'm like, so I have my own place now. I can take her back if you want. It's been almost two years, but, um, but, um, I am potentially
0: thinking about getting Misty back. Ooh. Yeah. Pretty kitty.
1: I'm grateful for potentially having my cat back.
0: Oh, well, that's a good gratitude yeah, thingy. Um, What am I grateful for? I am grateful, uh, as I talked about, to go on that shoot and to just be able to see different sights that I don't see every day because mm. it just it does different things for my mind. And I'm, I'm so grateful uh, for that. Uh, I am grateful that I finally got, uh, from the state cause I passed the, you know, the test or whatever for, for the insurance thing, Mm -hmm. but I'm grateful that I finally officially got a a license number that I'm licensed, that I can go ahead and, you know, sell that insurance, baby, uh, on top of the other things (laughs) that I do. And I am grateful. Oh my God. Like I get to do this with you once a week and I'm, I'm grateful now this time this week, I got to see you and Nick together and take a picture. To see both of you together, you know, I see one of you or the other, but to see both of you together, it's just like oh, you
1: were so excited.
0: There, there's so much love in it. You know?
1: <laughs> I felt like I was going to explode. You know, you might, you might have kaboom. You might have pieces of me all over the place. <laughs> um, Well, yeah, cool. Well, if you uh, like this show, feel free to follow us on social media. We are on Instagram at a Cosmic Journey Pod and on Twitter. At a Cosmic Journ Pod, um, I am at Dimitri Wild on Instagram and Twitter.
0: I am Jay Maceo on uh, Jay Maceo Music. Uh, yeah, the music at the end of it, it uh, on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Um, feel free to join
1: our Facebook group. We have a Facebook uh, Facebook group now. Uh, feel free. That's how you can interact with us directly. You can share articles that you might want to see on our uh, future episodes. Yeah, or um, just ask any questions or comments.
0: Any questions? Any.
1: Like, what's your sign?
0: Oh, yeah. and Oh, I forgot. And, like, for our... for You know, if you have any suggestions or, you know, things... I know for my section also, if you have any things any questions about yeah. manifestation, like, uh, we could talk about that subject, so... Yeah.
1: Any, any suggestions you want for the show, that's a great way to, like, you know, interact with us. Yeah. Cool. Um, also, if you find value in the show, if you like bonus content, if you like... Uh, Early access to episodes, you can support the show on Patreon as well.
0: Yeah. You can rate us. You can share with your friends, (laughs) your acquaintances. Share. Share us. Share with your mama. Yeah, share with your mama. With your daddy. Yeah. And your granny. Your granny yeah <laughs> maybe not your granny granny might not oh i forgot actually well, there might be some cool grannies out there but rate us rate us well rate us you know you know
1: for sure you don't always have to support us monetarily the best way to do it is just rate us five stars on apple podcasts
0: yeah and, if and you sus- comment yeah oh we love, comment. Yeah, we love comments and if you subscribe what will happen uh i will suck your dick oh <laughs> i'm gonna subscribe now i'm kidding like i said um, don't just don't send this show to your granny <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but subscribe and get updated on new episodes we would definitely like that absolutely is that it for today I
1: think that's
3: it
0: well thanks for listening folks and as always Godspeed God's Star Godspeed
3: Starseeds